Did you know that over 60,000 new tracks are uploaded to Spotify every single day? That's a new track every 1.4 seconds, and that's just on one platform. With so much music now available, it's more important than ever to stand out from the crowd. So it's not surprising that more artists are starting to use less conventional sonic textures in their music, like field recordings. Perhaps you've always wanted to infuse the sounds of nature or your favourite city into your own tracks, but not having the right gear or knowledge might have held you back. Well, if that's the case, you're going to love the brand new guide I just created, teaching you how to start field recording with just a smartphone. And it's all yours for free at femalediymusician.com forward slash learn with Isabel. Yep, you really do just need a humble smartphone and some minimal extra gear that doesn't have to break the bank to get started with field recording. And I've laid it all out in this handy five-point checklist. So download it for free at femalediymusician.com forward slash learn with Isabel and elevate your music to the next level. What do you need to let go of in order to make music that feels authentic and congruent to you as an artist right now. It might be something around the genre of the music you've been making. Perhaps it feels too rooted in a certain place, or it represents a time in history that you just don't identify with anymore. It could also be something about the sonic palette you've been working with so far, or even just the subject matter you've been working with too. What do you need to let go of in order to truly show up as you right now as an artist? Hello and welcome to Girls Twiddling Knobs. My name's Isabel and over the last decade, my self-produced and self-released music has amassed over 25 million Spotify streams. I also have a PhD in sonic arts, but I wasn't always this confident with music tech. In fact, I still hear those self-doubt gremlins in my head from time to time. I started this podcast to help more female-identifying musicians start recording and producing their music and learn from other women making music with technology. If that's your cup of tea, then you're in the right place, my friend. Let's dive in. Okay, so I'm sure I don't have to tell you how important having a community around you is, especially... If you're doing something a little bit challenging, like making your own music. I mean, it's probably why you're listening to this podcast, right, Knob Twiddler? But in case you didn't already know, Girls Twiddling Knobs actually has its very own podcast community, filled with over a thousand female musicians, all supporting each other to learn and develop their skills in recording and production. And as well as all the daily and weekly posts and discussions inside relating to the podcast, or any other resources that will give your musical creation a massive boost, we also have some special one-off events and a monthly live book club meetup with yours truly, where we go even deeper into creativity, technology and making music too. It's the Ultimate Girls Twiddling Knobs full fat experience and it's totally free to join. Just head to femalediymusician.com forward slash community. That's femalediymusician.com forward slash community to find out more. I cannot wait to see you inside. Now, have you ever thought about totally changing the direction of your music? Maybe you've been firmly making music in a particular genre for some time now. Perhaps you've even found some success doing so. 
but you might feel like you're ready for a change of sound. It could also be that you've been experimenting with lots of musical identities and really want to settle on something that feels like you, but you're not sure how to make that sonic commitment. Or maybe you've gone through a lot over the last few years or months and you just don't feel like the music you were making matches up with the person who you are now. It's time to reinvent your sound because so much else has changed in your life. Maybe you just left your band and it's time to just be you, all you, and that's going to sound a little bit different. So do any of these sound relevant to you, dear listener? Or if I haven't quite nailed it for you, maybe there's some other reason why you're toying with the idea of taking a new direction with your music. Whatever the reason, it can be really tough working out what direction that will lead you down and also battling the fear and anxiety that can be brought up too. Sure, change can be really exciting, but it's also unpredictable and it's often other people's reactions that can scare us the most. So inside this week's episode, we're going to be exploring how to make a change of direction with your sound. We'll be looking at when you might hit this fork in the road with your music and how you can get clear on the exact direction you might want to take. We'll be drawing from contemporary artists who have made big changes in their music and looking at what's worked for them and also when there's maybe been a bit of backlash too. And finally, I'm giving you an exercise you can do at home to get clearer on if you're ready for a change in musical direction and what that might look like for you. It's easy to feel overwhelmed by all the new musical possibilities when assessing our next step as an artist, but there are ways to find a direction that has real intention and clarity. And that's important for both you and your listeners, and this exercise will help you get there. Okay, so let's get started by considering the three W's. When, why, and where next. Well, where next, we're actually going to pick up on at the end of the episode, but the when and the why are really important to consider beforehand. So we've kind of covered some of the when and the why in my intro to this episode, but let's just recap. In terms of when you might take a new direction with your music, the most obvious answer would be that you've been at this whole music thing for a while, you've been performing, writing and producing in a particular genre for the last few years, and you're just ready for a change. It's natural and pretty important to not want to get stuck in a comfort zone or even a rut. Changing direction with your musical style can give you lots of new exciting artistic challenges. This can even relaunch your career as you can build relationships with new audiences and re-establish yourself musically, which is something that many artists who've been making music for a long time will have to try and confront at some point over the course of their careers. But sometimes it's at the very start of an artist's career that they make a huge shift in their musical direction. One EP comes out that's maybe very simple and stripped back and Every other release from there is dense, electronic, with pop-tastic beats, and they never look back. Sometimes it's more about establishing yourself early, after you've just put something out into the world. So what about why? What else might lead you to make that change in direction? Well, in terms of why, as we've covered in the intro, it could be a band split that forces you to establish your own sound. 
It could be you go through some really important life events as well, like losing someone close to you, battling an illness or moving to a new city. And these life changes mean you no longer connect with the sound you had before. It could also be that you just discovered an artist or genre of music you didn't know before, and it totally changes how you imagine yourself making music. It really can be as simple as that. But all of these reasons for making a musical change of direction are really important and worth taking seriously, because at the end of the day, this is really about you asserting your identity as an artist and as a human. Our musical sound acts much like a sonic signature, a unique blend of influences and textures that add up to an artistic expression of our own inner world. So if you're called to go down a new path with your sound, it's really worth listening to this. Sometimes that might involve you making a difficult decision, like leaving your band, disappointing your long-standing fans, or learning new skills and production in order to make it happen. But all of this is so worth it if it means you come out the other side feeling more authentic with your music and like you're sharing something with integrity. I guess it's like that saying, let the dead leaves fall. It's a necessary process that we must embrace in order to keep growing. But if you're at that stage where you've realised it's time for a change of sound, you may also be feeling a little bit apprehensive about doing so. What will people think? Whether it be a fan base of 10,000 or just your mates down the pub, it can be scary asserting a new musical identity. You could also be worried about whether it would increase or decrease your chances of outward success. After all, that's an important consideration for many artists. So I thought I'd draw from the experience of a selection of contemporary musicians you've likely already heard of and who have changed their sound sometimes multiple times over. We'll consider some of the common fears around changing musical direction and look to these artists for some real-life context. So, musical direction change, fear number one. If I change direction, I'll lose my existing fan base and my music career will die a death. Sounds a little melodramatic, I know, but if you're anything like me, you might sometimes entertain these types of theatrics in your head, dear listener. Let's consider St. Vincent, as she is a lady who has changed direction multiple times and it's only bolstered her career. St. Vincent has garnered a reputation for shape-shifting, both sonically and aesthetically, for each album release since her first album, Marry Me, was released in 2007. Crucially, St. Vincent's success has seemingly only grown since she began shapeshifting following the release of her art pop breakthrough album, Strange Mercy. And she has accumulated more mainstream success and critical acclaim with each subsequent release. She is a great example of how changing your sound can lead to more mainstream success. She released the electro-glamrock-infused Mass Education in 2017 and has since re-evolved into a type of 70s singer-songwriter persona on her 2021 release, Daddy's Home. In an article in NME, she explains the thinking around this particular type of genre and why it seems to fit for her and the world around her right now. 
She sees parallels between what was happening in the early 70s and what's happening now, referring to the recession that reflected much of the Western world. She says they were singing from the burned-out building, then and so are we. In terms of economic instability, some of the idealism is smouldering. People are trying to figure out where we go next after all of this. So this change of direction is not simply aesthetic for St Vincent. It's about matching where the world seems to be at politically too right now. This helps her keep relevant, interesting and authentic for her fans as well, who have grown to expect nothing less from this ever-evolving artist. So, dear listener, don't presume that changing your musical direction will automatically come with disgruntled messages from diehard fans. It could be an aspect of your music that people love and anticipate with excitement. Musical direction change fear number two. A change of direction is a long-term commitment. Sometimes, making change is scary because it can feel like we'll never be able to turn back, even if it feels like we made a big mistake. After all, that would just look weak, right? And like we've made a painfully public mistake as a musician. Well, not necessarily, It all comes down to owning your decisions and being confident in your creative exploration. And a great example of this is the legend that is Lady Gaga herself. Throughout the 2010s, Gaga cemented herself as one of the modern pioneers of pop music. However, Gaga's 2016 release, Joanne, saw her shift to a more intimate singer-songwriter sound. The shift was brief as Gaga returned to her dance pop roots on her next album, Chromatica, in 2020. But this shows that not only can a change in sound be necessary in order to try out new musical ideas and process emotions and experiences, but it can also be temporary, something that marks a time in your life and that you don't need to be wedded to. Gaga went back to the poptastic sound she knows best, but she has also balanced her pop albums with collaborations with Tony Bennett, with whom she has released two vocal jazz albums too. This shows that it is possible to have multiple projects at any given time, even in greatly contrasting genres. And what's crucial is having an understanding of where this different direction or coexisting musical projects fit within your own musical identity. And we'll get into that later, by the way. On to musical direction change number three. What if people don't like it? So for this one, Lord is a great example of an artist receiving some negative feedback on changing their musical direction. Her third album, Solar Power, which was released in 2021, is a perfect example of how even though a change in sound may be incredibly fulfilling to an artist and important to them too, the finished project may not always be well received by fans and critics. Lord's shift from an avant-garde electro-pop sound as explored on her acclaimed album Melodrama, which was released in 2017, to the stripped-back folk-inspired solar power was one that many critics found to be lacklustre. For example, The Independent described the album as a pretty pastiche soundscape which is more miss than bliss. Oh, that hurts, definitely. The Evening Standard writes of Solar Power that it's pretty but feels flimsy and will likely shrink her audience considerably. She won't be sad, it sounds like that's the plan. So it seems like there's a sense that Lord was trying to make a point or release an album that wouldn't be as commercially successful, which is interesting. 
But in contrast, Enemy declare few artists strike gold on every record they create, but the third time in a row, Lord has done it again, crafting yet another world beater. So solar power was not a flop for everyone. It goes to show that sometimes, or even often, a change in direction actually provokes more of a Marmite response, rather than a full-blown rejection. Solar power is also a prime example of how important timing is in changing your sound. Lord had garnered impressive critical and mainstream success with her previous albums, to a point where a poorly received album like Solar Power will have minimal impact on her future success. Quite possibly, who knows, but it's less likely, let's say. And I think it's worth coming back to that phrase, let the dead leaves fall. Maybe Lord is ready to leave behind a part of herself in her past music that needs to be let go of. Perhaps she's okay with the fallout, although I'm sure her record label probably isn't. And music direction change fear number five. What if people see the real me? And maybe this seems like a bit of a strange one, because surely people make music to show and express themselves, right? Well, probably even in a way that feels near impossible in our day-to-day lives, they do, but many artists can feel like they're not really able to properly show their true selves for a variety of reasons. One of the most common artist reveals made in the 20th century was around their sexuality, whether it be George Michael coming out as gay or Dusty Springfield coming out as bisexual, this often totally reframed their identity for fans and the industry too. In the 21st century, artists have not only come out with regards to sexuality, but also gender, and perhaps one of the most high-profile of these examples is the transition of the artist formerly known as Anthony Hegarty, who went from being Anthony the Johnsons to her female identity of Anoni. She first changed her name among friends, and then as a public figure, and says, I've been talking about myself as transgender for as long as I can remember, so it's not so much an issue of transformation as it is just a slow shifting, she said. It was just about changing the lens a little bit to see slightly differently, just to have a more feminine name. It was incongruous for me to have a man's name, because I don't identify as a man, and I never have. And not only did Anoni feel she needed to adopt a more overt, direct statement in her own identity as female, but also in terms of the political content of her work. She says artists have different responsibilities in different eras, but at this point I really feel like it's all hands on deck. An artist that's fiddle-faddling in opaque, gossamer gestures, I mean it's fine to do that, totally fine, but there's no time left. We don't have the luxury of time anymore. Oh, you might be able to carve out a little bit out in your own life, but you'll be carving it out of the lives of the people in the future. Perhaps there's a similarity in needing to discuss the pressing global issues that Anoni addresses in her 2016 album, Hopelessness, and also publicly addressing her female identity through her name as well. And maybe overtly showing who she truly is has helped her to speak more directly about the world and our current times. Not only has there been a change in Anoni's subject matter and language, but also in the sonic palette that she delivered in Hopelessness too. It's electronic, urgent, industrial and at times bracing. A stark departure from Anthony the Johnson's which is filled with lush piano arrangements, soft bass and drums and luscious vocals. Well, those vocals are definitely still present in hopelessness to be fair. 
So if you know deep down there's parts of you you'd like to share in your musical identity and sound, but haven't felt able to yet for fear of what people might think, a change in musical direction could be an opportunity to do so. In fact, a change of musical direction could provide a clean break with which to change the musical conversation for you as an artist. So if you've been listening this far, you might know that you're already ready for a new direction with your music. Perhaps you have a really clear idea of where that will take you, dear listener. Perhaps you've known for quite some time, and it might even be what drew you to this episode. But what if you're not clear on where you want or need to go next? You just know that you're ready for a change. It's not always an easy thing to work out. But there's an exercise that you can do at home that I have a feeling will help you make that change with more intention and clarity. And while it's really important to embrace experimentation and making mistakes along the way with this process of change, also having a sense of why you're doing this and ways to get started are also key. This will not only help you to feel more confidence in the mistakes and experimentation that you will make, but you'll also help this process of change feel more meaningful to you and others as well. So let's do a bit of a brain dump together, dear listener. Get out a piece of paper and a pen or a fresh Google Doc or a note on your phone and have a think about the following questions. So number one, What do you need to let go of in order to make music that feels authentic and congruent for you as an artist right now? What do you need to let go of in order to make music that feels authentic and congruent to you as an artist right now? It might be something around the genre of the music you've been making. Perhaps it feels too rooted in a certain place or it represents a time in history that you just don't identify with anymore. It could also be something about the sonic palette you've been working with so far, or even just the subject matter you've been working with too. What do you need to let go of in order to truly show up as you right now as an artist? And once you've asked yourself that question, this is question number two. What three words describe where you're pulled to next? What three words describe where you're being pulled next? Now, these can be any three words, but I do challenge you to narrow it down to three words, at least at first. These words are the cornerstone of your new direction and can be anything from a season of the year to a historical artistic movement. They could be an emotion, a place, a colour. Just try and come up with a mix of three that feel exciting, but also sit right with you. Now, once you've done that, I want you to ask yourself this next question. How could these words translate into sound and music? How could these words, these three words that you've just written down, translate into sound and music? If one word you defined was urgent, for example, this could mean writing in a faster tempo, using more direct language in your lyric writing, and sampling sounds of abrupt events such as protests or explosions in your music. However, if you chose a word like spring, perhaps it's about choosing sounds, instruments and melody lines that tell a story of growth and life. Use these three words to start crafting your new sonic palette and artistic direction. 
You don't need to stick with this forever and it will shift and change, but this will save you lots of flailing about and instead help you make decisions informed on what you need to leave behind and where you're drawn to next on a truly meaningful level. And then lastly, question number four, what new skills new collaborators or new gear do I need to invest in in order to realise this new sonic signature? See, what you just did in the third question is basically outline some ideas for a new sonic signature, but there may be some new tools, some new skills or some new people you need to start working with in order to make this happen. Write this down Don't get too overwhelmed. It's okay if it doesn't all feel manageable now. But if you've written it down and you can see it, it makes it much, much more workable and something you can really start moving towards. Well, I think that we'll wrap it up there, dear listener, as you've got some homework to do. And it's probably time for me to stop talking. I hope you enjoyed thinking about when and why we might consider making a change in direction with our music. Sometimes it's circumstantial. Sometimes it's practical and sometimes it's deeply personal. But for whatever reason you're grappling with this question, do take it seriously because it could be the pathway to your best music yet. Will this process be easy? Props not. As the artistic examples we've considered in this episode show, it's an ongoing process that won't always be received with total positivity. You will make mistakes and you will change direction maybe a couple of different times at least, but it can also be the making of us as artists and define whole music careers too. Lastly, if you've known it's time for your music to take a change for a while now, I hope this episode has given you some food for thought and the inspiration to make that leap. And if you're still unsure about what direction you need to go in, definitely try doing the exercise I shared today because it really will help you to understand what needs to be let go of, what needs to be embraced and what new skills and tools you might need to get there too. And remember, there's a whole community of other female musicians keen to craft their sound and hone their skills in recording and production over inside the Girls Twiddling Knobs podcast community. To join us inside, just go to femalediymusician.com forward slash community. That's femalediymusician.com forward slash community. I cannot wait to see you inside. Now, next week on the podcast, we're going to be discussing a very interesting topic indeed, sound synthesis and what it is exactly. But till then, take care and I'll catch you here soon. Girls Twiddling Knobs is hosted and produced by me, Isabel Anderson, with production support from Francesca O'Connor and is a female DIY musician production. So, how do you like that episode, dear listener? If you loved it, and you know someone else who would love it too, be a good friend and share it with them. Go on, spread the girls' twiddling knobs love.